0: Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and we welcome you to Faith School. Faith School is the place where our spirit is fed, where our faith grows stronger, and where we learn how to be overcomers. That is God's will, and His Spirit being greater than anything that can come against you, it is always possible to overcome. It's always possible to triumph. Now, there will be things, feelings, circumstances, contradictions that will tell you you won't be able to overcome certain times, certain things. But in God, all things are possible. It's always possible to overcome. Say out loud, I'm an overcomer. I'm an overcomer. <laughs> he, always he always causes me to triumph. Hallelujah. Get your Bible, get something to make a note with. Come on into the classroom with us. We saved you a seat right here in the front. Turn off everything else for for the next few minutes. Don't, Don't let yourself be distracted. Give the Lord your full attention and you'll get answers. You'll get help. Father, all of us agree together as touching this, asking you for the anointing. How thankful we are for the anointing of your Holy Spirit that teaches us, that leads us and guides us, that uh, brings to our remembrance what you've said to us, that even shows us things to come. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, We ask you for utterance and direction and for everybody to have the ears to hear and hearts to receive. And we purpose to be doers of what you show us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Would you go, please, in our great uh, textbook, the Bible, best textbook there has ever been, (laughs) to 1 John, the fifth chapter. 1 John, chapter five, for uh, the past couple of weeks, we've been on this subject we're calling uh, faith that overcomes. Are we talking about overcoming faith? Faith that overcomes. And and it is found in this passage here in 1 John 5, in verse 1, he said, Whosoever believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. And everyone that loves him that begat, loves him that is begotten of him. Verse 4 says, For whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Who is he that overcomes the world? But he that believes that Jesus is the Son of God. So he keeps using the phrase, born of God and overcoming the world. And we, we that have been born again that have received Jesus as our Lord we are in his likeness and image and god is not defeated he is not overcome <laughs> well those that are born of him are not defeated ones are not conquered ones they are also overcomers even more than conquerors and he he tells then how this is affected How this is done, it's by our faith. What is the victory that overcomes the world? Even our faith. Now we studied, and if you weren't with us, you know you can go online, faithschool.org, and you can see the previous lessons on this series. We talked about the spirit of faith and the spirit of fear. And we want to keep talking about those because... This is more than mental. Fear is more than mental. Faith is more than mental. Uh, Romans 10, go ahead and turn there, if you will. In Romans 10, we'll see here in a moment, he said, with the heart, man believes. You don't believe God with your head, with your intellect. Proverbs 3 talks about this. It said, trust the Lord Uh, With all your heart, lean not to your own understanding. So you trust with your heart. You believe with your heart. That's not analysis. That's not knowledge. Faith is not knowledge. Faith is a choice to trust. And it's always in our hands. God made us beings with a free will, which means we can choose. You can choose to trust or not trust. You can choose to believe and accept, or you can choose to doubt and reject. Anybody, anywhere, including God. But it's a foolish person who rejects what God says. It's a foolish person who chooses to doubt the Almighty who has never lied (laughs) and has never failed. Uh, All human beings that you interact with have made mistakes and failed and, and it's possible for them to tell you the wrong thing even unintentionally or worse, intentionally lie to you, but not God, not God. And you know, it's sad that you see sometimes people that, Gets, they start out with such fervor and passion, getting saved and going to church, and then somebody fails them. Let's say a pastor or a leader uh, makes big mistakes and, and fails them. And you see oftentimes in a case like that, many of the people that were following them quit God. You know, uh, that's like, you know, if you and I were friends, and you were saying, well, my, my cousin let me down, so I'm through with you, <laughs> if I was your friend. Well, I didn't let you down. Why, why are you cutting me off? Because they let you down. It's a really ignorant, deceived thing to do. But many people have done that with God because, you know, maybe their spouse let them down or their parent let them down or their pastor let them down. Then they quit praying They quit going to church. They quit reading their Bible. That is so ridiculous. God didn't let you down. Hmm? He's never let anybody down. So you you may quit a lot of things and people may quit you, but never quit God. Is that right? right? Never quit God. And if you'll hold on to him, he's already committed to you that he will never leave you. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. He will never let you down. And so the only way to mess this up is for you to quit, (laughs) for you to leave him, for you to unhook from him. Uh, If you've made that mistake, repent right now. Everybody pray it and say it if you mean it in your heart. Say, Father God, God, forgive me me for ever pulling away. Ever unhooking from you, even for a moment, I know you have not let me down. You have never let me down, and you never will. So I say, I trust you, I will stay with you from now on. Hallelujah. From now on, from now on, I'm staying hooked. I'm staying connected. Remember the scripture said, "Draw." the Lord said, draw near unto me and I'll draw near to you. Drawing close. Well, what if you pull away? Well, you're telling him, I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to be around you. No, draw near, draw near and watch his presence come even closer and manifest to you. Look in Romans 10, if you would. As we were mentioning, he's talking about being born of God, being born again. And that's the one who's an overcomer by their faith. He said, Romans 10, 13, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they call on him in whom they've not believed? How shall they believe in him of whom they've not heard? How shall they hear without a preacher, and how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach or proclaim the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. You can't be born of God unless you call on the Lord And confess Jesus. The previous verses there said, uh, believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. Confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord. That is calling on him. That is acting on. That's not going to happen unless you uh, believe something. And you're not going to believe something that you've never heard. And you can't hear something that wasn't preached to you and, and taught to you and anointed teaching and preaching can can occur unless someone is called and sent. But then he says, uh, how beautiful are the feet of them that proclaim the good news of peace. There's no salvation apart from the gospel. You cannot be saved without hearing the gospel. And here he calls the gospel, glad tidings of good things. Uh, Some, uh, like we mentioned before, have thought that just talking about coming judgment was the gospel, you know, uh, telling people, you're sinners, and uh, if you don't get saved, you're going to hell, and you're going to be judged, and that's not good news, is it? (laughs) Does that sound like glad tidings of good things? (laughs) That's not the gospel. Somebody says, well, it's the truth. You know, for one thing, ministers are not just called to give the truth. We're told to speak the truth in love. Now, that makes a difference. I've heard preachers say, well, if they don't like the way I serve it up, that's their problem. It's just my, my job to tell them the truth and just live it where it is. No, no, dear, No. The job is love. Amen. Speaking the truth in love. And you know, we're called fishers of men. And I think sometimes people, that you know, they cast their line and just slap it on top of the <laughs> fish's head. What? And go, bite it. <laughs> bite it. Well, that makes the fish run away. <laughs> no, you want to make it. Appealing. The proverb says the sweetness of the lips increases learning. It matters how you present something. You know, uh, God's word is also spiritual food. And so, even with uh, uh, food, plating and presentation makes a difference, yes. right? As to how appealing something is, how desirable it is, or whether it's just all conglomerated together. Somebody just slapped something on a platter and go, here. And you're like, let me look at this a minute. We are to do things in a pleasant way, a kind way, and you will do it that way if you care about people. If you care about them. Whether they receive or not, whether they understand it or not, and realizing that as ministers we're in a at a spot of development, you know, um, realizing that you know I can improve upon uh, how I've ministered that in times past. I can be kinder. <laughs> I can be smarter about it. I, uh, many times I've prayed, Lord, help me not to say and do things that are unnecessarily offensive. <laughs> you know what I mean by that? Uh, you know, now, if the truth offends you, then you're going to be offended. But I don't want it to be because of the way I did it. The, you know, being impatient and being unkind. No, uh, you want to be like the master. He said, come learn of me. I'm meek and lowly of heart. Jesus is humble and he is kind. So kind. And how many want to be like the master? You want to, you want to be like him? Then, then you want to be kind. You want to be kind, gentle, uh, wise, and in love. Everybody said out loud. Speaking the truth, Speaking the truth. In, love in love may grow up in him. Grow up in him. That's what the scripture says, speaking the truth in love. And so there is no salvation without the gospel. And there is no gospel without uh, the preaching of it, the proclaiming of it. But notice what he says here, verse 15, "...how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things." If, if only talking about judgment to come and that people are sinners, if that's not good news, what is the good news? What's the good news? The good news is that Jesus took your sin and he paid the price for it and was judged in your place. Hallelujah. And now God is not holding your mistakes and sins against you if you receive what Jesus has done for you, He doesn't even see that in your life. He sees you being made Jesus' righteousness. That's good news. Yes. I said, That's good news. Yes. And then, if, if you have been made holy, you didn't earn it, you didn't develop into it, you were made that way by what Jesus has done, made righteous made holy, made acceptable, then you are qualified for all of the good things that the obedient get, that the faithful receive. You qualify for them, not because of what you've done, but because of what Jesus did for you. All of the good things, what, like healing, like being filled with the Spirit, like, Having your needs met, that's good news. Amen. I said, that's good news. Amen. The Lord said in, in, uh, in Luke 4, the scripture said that Jesus quoted from Isaiah, which is, we're going to see in just a moment, the same place here is quoted from, um, how that the Spirit of God was on him to preach the gospel to the poor. Well, what's good news to the poor? Don't have to be poor anymore. (laughs) What's good news to the lost? You don't have to stay lost. What's good news to the sick? You don't have to stay sick. Huh? Mm -hmm. What's good news to the broke, to the poor? We already said your needs can be met. Somebody say good news. Good Good news. Good news. Now it is almost shocking the lengths religion has gone to to pervert the good news. And it shouldn't be shocking to us because it's the enemy behind it. It is the goodness of God that draws and leads men and women to repentance and to change. So what is it that the enemy is going to want to hide and cover and obscure? He does not want people seeing the goodness of God. He only wants, if people even believe God exists, he only wants them to hear about judgment he doesn't want them to hear about the kindness of God or the goodness of God. That'll make you want to come to him. And, that, and to hear that he's a father and he wants you to have good things in your life, that, when people really realize that, it'll make folks want to come to him by the millions. And so the enemy works overtime trying to hide that from the masses or try, and trying to pervert it and especially having religious people only beat on something that's not good news. But I'm glad to know <laughs> that the gospel, which is the power of God unto salvation to everybody that believes, is good news. Oh, somebody say the gospel. The gospel. Is, is. Good, news. good news. Oh, say it again. The gospel, the gospel. is Good news. news. What's good news to the poor? You can have your needs met. Right? You can have your bills paid. What's good news to the sick? Not it might be God's will for you to stay sick. That's not good news. Hmm? People say, well, it could be. No, it's not. (laughs) And if you'll stay hooked, you'll see it. Because we're not just going to give you one verse. We're going to give you... Fifty. And then some more. And if you don't believe the Word, if the Word is not your source, then what is your faith based on? You're just pulling things out of the air? You're just believing things that other people said that's not based on the Word? No, child of God. Make the Word your standard. The written Word. Your standard. Your final authority on every issue. Every issue. He said, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. He said, but they have not all obeyed the gospel. He brings up the word again, gospel. They've not all obeyed the gospel. So belief and obedience are connected. In fact, you'll find in the New Testament the phrase, the obedience of faith. James talks about faith without action is dead, which would include action on what? On what he told you to do. So there is no faith without obedience. If you trust what the Lord told you to do, what's going to happen next? You're going to do it, right? If you can't be persuaded, to act on and do what he told you to do, what does that reveal? No matter what you say, what is it revealed? You don't trust him, right? You know, uh, It's like somebody standing you know, on the, on the uh, diving board. and Somebody down in the pool going, jump, I'll catch you. And they go, oh, you know I trust you. I trust you <laughs> as much as anybody in three counties. Well, so go ahead and jump. You know, let me tell you how I trust you. I try, you know, I don't have any, any more confidence in anybody that could catch me and, and not let me drown. And I know you've always been there for me. So jump. If they can't be persuaded to act, all the words in the world are just a cover. Hmm? There must be action to your faith. When the Lord directs us to do something. We, we got a choice to make. Do we believe him or not? Do we trust him or not? Well, if we do, what happens next? Do it, right? Amen. Make sure it's him and then do it. Act on it. And when you do, when you act on in faith what the Lord told you to do, that's when miracles happen. At that exact point, that's when the power of God is manifested. Not when you talk about it, not just when you think about it and reason about it, but when you actually, in faith, step out to do it, to act on it. That's when you will meet. We will meet the power of God. That's when it manifests, when miracles happen. Uh, He said, they've not all obeyed the gospel. Isaiah said, Lord, who has believed our Report. Who has believed our report? Like we said last week, that is from Isaiah 53, 1. And that's not the entire verse. The rest of it says, and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? Who has believed our report? One question. And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? A second question. Connected. And the answer is the same one. The one who has the arm of the Lord revealed to them is the one who believes the report. And what he's saying here is they have not all obeyed the gospel. Why didn't they obey it? Because they didn't believe it. So he he goes on to say, who has believed our report? And so then the arm of the Lord, which represents the power of God is not revealed to the one who doesn't believe the report. Now, we've been laying the foundation for this for a number of days now. We'll continue. But the, the central part of what I believe the Lord has us on right now is about this report. The very next phrase that many of us are familiar with, verse 17, that tells us how faith comes so then faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God, actually that word hearing, same word, is also translated to report. Which goes back to the previous verse, who has believed our report. Now if that sounds strange to you, you don't have to just take my word for it. Get your concordance out. Look them up. See if that's so. Faith comes by a report. (laughs) And the report comes by the word of God. And who has believed our report? Report. So he's talking about the gospel and he's talking about the power and he's talking about the report. The report is the gospel. The gospel is glad tidings. Tidings is news or announcement or report. The, the glad report of the good things. We, people say, what's gospel? Good news. It is. It's also good report. The good message or the good report. Who has believed our report? Every day of our lives, we're getting reports. <laughs> huh? Right? Reports about this. Reports about that. Reports about the other. And man, there's a lot of bad reports. Aren't they? There's a lot of bad reports. But there's a good report. I said there's a good report in the Word of God. And what we have to do is choose to believe the good report in the face of all the bad reports. And if we'll do that, to you, the arm of the Lord will be revealed. And you'll experience deliverances and victories and miracles that other people don't. Because you believe the report. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody say I believe your report. Lord." Every day and every night. I believe your good news. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Our time's up for today. Say it like we do. I live by faith. I walk by faith. I overcome the world by faith. I'm strong in faith giving glory to God. Come back tomorrow. There's a lot more to see. We'll see you soon back here in Faith School. I've got the victory living inside. Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today, but you can watch this and other episodes of Faith School free of charge at faithschool.org. For more information, visit our website or call us at 941 941- Seven zero two seven three nine zero.